Hello, and welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast. My name is Jessica Knight, and today I want to talk about a tough-to-understand topic of what happens and what can you do when the abusive partner that you have left tries to come back or tries to reconnect. And I think that this is something that is really hard, and it typically has a few bodily reactions, like the fight and flight is activated when this happens. And so I wanted to take some time to unpack it. And when I talk about abuse that has happened in my life, I typically reference my upbringing, my marriage, and my past relationship. And this story is about a past relationship. And while I think abuse is abuse, sometimes different things come up when you are married to somebody, and in my case, had kids with someone. The healing looks different, the issues look different because communication cannot be cut off a lot of the time. This relationship ended about eight months ago and was very hard to get over and to get through, especially because I tried to hide that from my daughter. I tried to hide, you know, healing through something that was really toxic from my five-year-old. Quickly after the relationship ended, I was destroyed. I basically was waiting until she went to bed to be able to cry all day and when, or all night rather, and when I work with clients that are in relationships that ended with the emotionally abusive partner, sometimes it's like they cannot wait to get to the end of the work day or they can't wait, you know, until they're able to kind of be in their room and let it out and it's such an important part of the healing process. But quickly after the relationship ended, he was hanging out with friends had a new workout plan, was eating acai bowls and telling me how much lighter he feels emotionally and physically. He didn't seem upset. And I made a lot of assumptions about what that meant. But because I do the work that I do, I was able to quickly see what I was doing and continue to come back to my healing, my life. And I kind of knew it would affect him eventually. But on the onset, He was doing whatever he wanted to do. He even would say things to me like, I'm not upset about the end of this relationship. And I'm sure there were parts of him that missed me, but on the outside, he was fine. He would tell other people that he hadn't had time to think about the breakup, but also wasn't taking any time. When he had time, he was doing other things. We had a few conversations after the breakup where he told me that he isn't up at night missing me, Instead, he was up at night wondering how I can believe that I am Mother Teresa. Something that was incredibly triggering for me and something that anybody in my life that knows me knows I think of myself so far on the other spectrum from that. So I decided that I needed to accept that he was processing in his own way, while I, on the other hand, was a disaster. I was in a really tough place emotionally from the moment the relationship ended. I was trauma bonded to him. I felt addicted. I thought about him constantly. I couldn't block him if my life depended on it. I would fight with him in my head all of the time. And I would have friends say things like, thank God this is over to me. I would agree. And then go home and think about how badly I missed him. It was really hard and healing took a long time. And I was constantly second guessing myself thought I was crazy. I was rationalizing his poor behavior because I wanted him. It felt chemical, felt addictive, and I was in so much shame over it. 
until one day, about three months later, after a disagreement with him that went from zero to 60 so fast, I could not not see it, I was done. To be clear, I was in air quotes done many times before, but this time, I felt like I couldn't do it anymore. I had tried to set a boundary with him about something. I specifically asked for time and for space, and he lashed out at me and then apologized a few days later. I had done so much work on myself that asking for this boundary was very hard, but I did it. I said, I need some time. I have so much on my plate. I can't discuss this right now. Please give me a few days. He knew me. I mean, he's been, he was with me for over a year, a COVID year, which, uh, you know, in my perspective, we had the opportunity to spend more time together and be closer together. But he was with me. He knew I'd be back within a day and be able to talk about it, but he couldn't even give me that. He went on to ask me a few, what he called clarifying questions that were not clarifying at all. They were leading questions that were meant to make me feel crazy. When I noted that I felt he was pushing when I asked for space, I was told I was deflecting and defensive. And this is an important point. When you finally set a boundary with somebody who is abusive, which will be very hard, they will push against it. They are not used to it. They are not used to your boundaries being firm. They're actually used to them being flexible. And this was the case here. He pushed and I acted like rubber. I flexed back, but he didn't say strong. I responded to him when I shouldn't have and I felt shame and guilt immediately. I felt bad for staying true to myself, but I had to remind myself. I wasn't used to watching out for myself. And I had done so much work by this point that I needed to hold the boundary so that I could keep myself safe. Safe emotionally, safe mentally, and to really show up the way that I worked so, so hard to get to. He had continued to push and told me how unfair I am and explained to him that the issue that we were arguing about was we were fighting about for months at this point and I was exhausted. It wasn't this incident, it was all of the incidents combined that led me to the point of just being done. And he did not accept the answer, but for the first time, I did. When I say it took everything out of me to set this boundary, I mean it. I remember crying that knowing I needed to hold myself to it, but it didn't stop me from checking his WhatsApp status and seeing if he responded. A few days later, after he found a way to turn it around on me, I asked why he felt he could just ignore me and ignore the issue. And he told me he was doing too much work on himself. Hypocritical, right? Well, that was it. He reached out a month later on Christmas and I was not happy about it at all. Three months later, it was the week of my birthday and I am not someone who likes my birthday. Long story short, I grew up in an abusive home where I wasn't celebrated or even seen. My birthday was a chore to everybody. I lived my whole life trying to pretend it didn't exist. And he knew this. But just like a lot of parts of me, including the part of me that has a really complicated relationship to Christmas, he chose to forget that. He chose to reach out to me the week of my birthday. And when I saw the email come in, I knew what was happening. He was feeling guilt around my birthday, so he was reaching out. This wasn't about me, this was about him. He sent an email that felt like a used car salesman wrote it. This is what it said. 
Hello, miss. Something he's never called me. How is everyone doing? I am hoping good. Wondering if you had any time today, tomorrow, or today or tomorrow to talk for a few minutes. I promise not to take up too much of your time. Hope you have a good day. Best. I saw the email come in in between client sessions and I went into full panic. What the fuck? What could he possibly want? We never did resolve the issue that led to us finally not talking, so what could he want now? Is he going to try and take my dog? What is happening? I froze. The email had no detail, no clarity, which sent my body into fight or flight almost instantly. I was feeling both feelings at the exact same time. I wanted to run away from my email, and I also wanted to fight back and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? The mistake I made, though, was not allowing myself to actually process. I tried so hard to not let him take any any of my energy that I didn't let myself fully calm down. It didn't regulate. And I didn't realize how much I needed that until much later that day. So before I continue, I want you to know that when this happens to you and if this happens to you, I suggest you give yourself time. Take a deep breath. Close down your email and your phone and respond when you feel like it, if you feel like it. If your situation is anything like mine, you are feeling what it felt like every time you got into a disagreement with that person in this moment and not even realizing it. And you deserve the time to calm down and regulate yourself. This is not them taking your energy or ruining your day. This is actually you showing up for you. This is just another stage in healing. This is almost like the moment where you are tested by the universe to see how you respond. So what did I do? I decided to respond to the email and ask what he wanted to talk to me about. He wanted to ask me how I was doing and claimed to have a story to share with me. He wanted to ask if our JetBlue points were still connected, which I knew he knew that they weren't because I unconnected the accounts disconnected the accounts a few days before and my daughter received an auto email saying that they were disconnected. He wanted to ask about a concert in Denver we had tickets for and he asked if he could drop me a birthday gift, claiming that if I said no, he was going to leave it at my door anyway. I glossed over this part of the story earlier, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually really important to touch on. On Christmas, when he reached out, I was angry, as noted. It was all about him. He wished me a Merry Christmas and told me he was hoping I was having a good day. This came a month after screaming at me, leading to my boundary, leading to him getting the final word and me just letting it go. I was not having a good Christmas, and he knew that. He knew this was the first holiday I was alone without my daughter, who was with her dad. It was a hard day for me, and this felt very him. I was set up to fail with that text. If I replied I was not having a good day and validated myself, he would have wondered why I couldn't just be happy and make the best of it, in his words. If I shoved how I set aside and said, Merry Christmas, I would have completely abandoned myself. Of course, I could have ignored it, which I wish I did, but I didn't. I responded that I was frustrated he sent a silly message when he knew I was suffering because I felt like I couldn't respond authentically. And he never responded. He sent me a video message the next day saying he can't show up for me or anyone. And I heard from somebody in his family that he was mad he couldn't just, that I couldn't just pretend to be happy on Christmas. 
So him reaching out now, asking how I am three months later, after we finally hit no contact, after I was finally able to block him by phone, felt very selfish. And so I sat with his answer for a few hours, still activated, still trying to push away my feelings instead of allowing myself to process and regulate. But the overwhelming feeling inside was no. It was like my insides were screaming at me, no, no, don't let him back in, don't go backwards. The no has, has never been this powerful before. I never thought I could be that powerful. I had to listen to it. I also couldn't imagine telling my coach, my friends, or even the guy I was dating that I wanted to hear him out. But more than that, I really couldn't imagine telling myself to do it. It was a feeling I didn't know I could feel. It was a feeling I used to daydream about feeling when I was in the deep depths of healing through this relationship. And now it was here. And I wasn't going to abandon myself, possibly for the first time ever. I messaged a friend and he reminded me that everything this guy did was for him. So if I took that into context, I needed to see it and remember that anything he had to say would be to benefit him and not for me. So I messaged him back, basically saying, thanks for checking in. I don't feel like it would be in my best interest to see you or talk to you right now. I don't want the concert tickets. The airline points are yours. Please don't give me a birthday gift. That night, I was so anxious and ended up letting myself have a meltdown. I felt like this was the last step in my healing, almost a test, and I learned a lot. I learned that I can hold my boundaries. I learned that I can be there for myself. And I learned that I am allowed to take the space if I need to and should when I want and need to regulate. Two days later, he left the gifts in the vestibule in my, in my apartment. I didn't reach out. Two weeks after that, I left my apartment to walk my dog at 7.30 a.m. with my daughter to see everything of mine left in my vestibule. He took everything his and that he had of mine in his apartment, including gifts, stocking stuffers, cleaning supplies I had given him or left there, and silly gifts that I'd given him along the way, and left it in Ikea bags in my apartment. I had asked him to throw my stuff out because I took what I wanted eight months ago. I never wanted to see this stuff again. It was just all there in bags that looked like trash with my name on it. I didn't want to contact him, so I reached out to his mom, who has checked in with me a few times since the breakup, and who I do really care about and wish I could keep closer contact with. I told her I was very angry and disappointed and didn't know what he was thinking. She understood, but once I got out my disappointment, I realized that I was barking up the wrong tree. I was mad. I was so, so mad. I felt like my privacy was violated. So I emailed him and told him it was inappropriate, and that opened the floodgates. When he responded a few days later, he told me he was not reading my email, which was in reply to my email, by the way. His reasoning, he has come too far in his healing. But then he lashed out, claiming I was suggesting he had bad intentions, telling me he missed me and hurt when I didn't want to talk to him two weeks before, and telling me how inappropriate I was for messaging his mom, someone who he previously encouraged me to have a relationship with. In other words, he didn't respect my feelings when I needed space. He also claimed to not read a message that he then responded to, 
He was mad because now he wanted something and my wall was up and he was focused on his perception, his intentions, not how I felt or even the words that I said. His intentions did not matter. I didn't care at all about what he intended. If you didn't intend to set your house on fire and it sets on fire, it's still on fire. There's still an action that caused your result. It's not not on fire anymore because you didn't mean to set it on fire. The house is still on fire. Just because someone doesn't intend to hurt you, but you express the hurt or displeasure, doesn't mean the hurt just goes away. I chose not to bite the bullet. I didn't defend myself. And what came was more blame on me. Claiming I was the abusive one, screenshotting a caption of my own Instagram account. Telling me how much stuff he did to work on himself and all the apologies I'll never get. And when I blocked him, he emailed me from another email address. So how do I see that? He was upset because he was hurt and just did not know how to express that to himself. He still did not see the consequences of his own actions. He found ways to blame me in every email that he sent. He believed he changed. In multiple emails, he wrote how much he changed. But this showed me he didn't. And he could have apologized. That's what the email could have said. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I was an idiot. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't see this your way. I'm sorry. But instead, he talked about how many apologies he had that I also could have received by email. And then by sending me that last email, he had to have the last word. He had to email me from a different email address. Throughout the relationship, there were a lot of things I saw clearly, gaslighting, blame, outbursts, the turnaround game. But this was the first time I ever really set a boundary, kept it, and felt okay. The more he messaged, the more distant I felt the more I realized that all the work I've done and that I did to move past this had an impact, even and especially when I didn't feel it at the time. And so if you're going through this and if every single change and every single boundary and every single flexible boundary and firm boundary you set just feels like pulling teeth out of your own mouth, I want you to know that all those teeth really do add up. Like, everything adds up, even if it doesn't feel that way at the time. Everything you do for your healing really, really helps. It just takes some time. But eventually, my goal is to help you get to a point where you're able to see these things clearly. So when the behavior happens, you're able to call it out for yourself and make a change. And choose yourself rather than showing up for them. And so if you are going through an emotionally abusive relationship or trying to heal through that relationship or the end of that relationship, I would love to provide you some support. You can schedule a free clarity call with me where we talk about what's coming up for you and what that looks like by going on my website, jessicanightcoaching.com and just click clarity call. You can select a time there, but if those times don't work for you, you can always feel free just to send me an email and I'll see what else I have open. You also can follow me on Instagram at Emotional Abuse Coach, as well as Jessica Knight Coaching. And you can email me, jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com. The purpose of me sharing parts of my story is so that you can see yourself 
in my story in the same way that I saw myself through reading other people's accounts. And also, so you know that I get it and I get what it feels like. And sometimes all you need to hear is that somebody else went through exactly what you did. I will see you next week.